Welcome to Chapter 6 of our podcast. On today's show, Jeff nearly gets arrested twice. Yeah. A bit of a twist on the French phrase of the day. And we finally arrive in France. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Hi there. This is Julie with my husband, Jeff. And we're in France. It's winter. Now, it's not like a Canadian winter. It's more mild. Um, There's still green out there. It's very green. There's green grass. The deciduous trees have lost their leaves. Um, But come March, we'll see the buds again. Um, So it's been a very lovely experience, except for a few days out of the winter where we are in eternal fog. And that's... Because we're in a valley. Yeah. What? What is? Well, we're at the top. We're of at the, the top, right? Yeah. What? What's that word? Bromo? No. Brume. Brume. La brume ou brouillard. Um, we have been in fog. We literally can't see across the valley, um, and it's been that way for three days. Now. Three days. Although we were checking, <laughs> we were checking the weather back home, and I'll take the fog over the minus twenty-eight. Me too. Just throw, me too. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, it's it, it's not terribly enjoyable, but it's it's also not like lethal. Like you can't die in the fog. <laughs> well, depends. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, and if you did die, no one would see you. So <laughs> correct. Problem. I uh, I have a story that I've been meaning to share with you, and I thought this would be the best place. It, it's something that happened to me last week that I did not tell you about. Can't wait. <laughs> so, do you remember the day that uh, I had the the little truck full of uh, les cartons et le plastique pour le déchetterie? Oui, so, I remember. Les cartons being cardboard and plastic for the déchetterie. Maybe just you could pronounce it properly and, and explain what the déchetterie is here. Sure. Déchetterie, and that's because um, garbage is les déchets. Ah. Les déchets. Um, and it's a, um, a location where you can bring your household debris. Julie, it's a place to take your crap. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know the system. You you you, oh. know, you know the bin for the cardboard. You know the bin for the plastic. You know I, the bin. I gotta say, it's 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 one of the things they do so much better here in France. It, this is a great thing. They have these dump little mini dumps. All over the place. And do you remember when we were in Ontario and we would see people just dump stuff in the ditch? And it just used to drive me like bonkers. I um, and there, I know there are huge fines for doing that in Canada. But boy, does this ever eliminate that problem. I mean, if you can't find a dechettery in France, it's like Tim Hortons. They got them like Tim Hortons. It's, and It's easy. It's well organized. It's free. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very popular. People are, are, are always using them. So I... <laughs> I embarked to the deshettery the other day, and it was a little frosty from overnight. The truck was all loaded up, but my I have a sliding cover on a metal cover on on the on the Ranger, and the the thing was locked. So I thought, well, I'm either going to go get your hair blower, and and which you would not allow. So the, my next option was to uh, to head to the car wash that day. Because I thought, okay, the car wash, 
that's the other thing. The car washes are outside. They're really cool. It's it's a robot that goes back and forth over the car. Touchless, inst- inst- yeah. Instead of the car wash being two blocks long, it's it's 25 feet long. And, yeah, it's touchless. And the jets are so powerful. You can get one with brushes or one with jets. And it does an amazing job. So, yeah, so I head over to the outdoor car wash. And... Um, you know, I thought that would uh, thaw the the truck. Plus, it also needed a wash. So uh, I pull into to the car wash. There was a lady in front of me. She was getting hers, so I waited. She's done. I pull in. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, this would be a good time to sort of interrupt the story. And if I may steal your thunder for just a second. By all means. Uh, I think it's appropriate for me to uh, now deliver the French phrase of the day. Go ahead. Can't wait. And just understand, it's, it's, it's winter, and I'm at the outdoor car wash, and so the French phrase of the day is... Attention, sol gelé. <laughs> Attention, sol gelé. Which means, and I wish I'd have known this before getting out of the car, <laughs> as opposed to finding out after getting out of the car. But what attention sol gelé means is attention, frozen surface. Mm-hmm. I get out of the truck. You didn't. I hit this ice and perform the most incredible double gainer, feet in the air, Buster Keaton, back flop, just as a guy pulls up. Just as a guy pulls up to see the whole entire performance. The Russian judge gives me a nine. So, But did, were you hurt? I missed, I missed my head oh. hitting the trailer hitch by inches because this was a full feet in the air down and so I am laying there in the frozen <laughs> car filth soaked humiliated and this guy rolls up <laughs> saw the whole thing rolls down his window and and I'm still laying in the filth of the front so I, I'm, I'm assuming that he's you know gonna say how you are you okay or everything so I, before I could even get up and let him know I'm fine do you know what he says what did he say le lave à est-il cassé <laughs> he was asking me if I'm laying down <laughs> next to the pipes and, and the he's frozen ask, he's asking you if the car wash is broken correct <laughs> No, I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks. F- thanks very much. I'm fine. No, no, I'm okay. Uh, your car wash? No, it's 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 broken. Okay. Welcome to France. Good story. So you were fine, not hurt, just your pride. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> so did you make your way to the Chetri? I did, and everything worked out, and I. Um... It did work. Uh, the, the car wash actually did release the. Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And I dropped off, soaking wet, I dropped mm. off the, the cardboard and the plastic and, uh, <laughs> and limped on home. Do you remember what you used to call la déchetterie? Oh, yeah, I gave, it, I, gave, I gave it an English name. Right. The déchetterie. 
Right. And you didn't know for the longest time that it wasn't de shittery. That's <laughs> true. Because you learned de shittery from Ian, the Scotch, uh, the Scottish guy. No, no, no. De shittery's all me. No, but didn't he? Didn't you think that's what he was saying? Yes. Yes. Yeah. B- because of his accent? Yeah. Oh, the, the, I can't do that. Uh, I can't do the accent. Take everything to the de shittery. <laughs> right. And I thought he was saying de shittery, which made perfect sense because you're taking all your shit there. <laughs> And since since I've told all of our French friends here, they went, oh, that's that said, makes sense. Said bunny day. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, love taking stuff to the dishittery. All right. So when we left you, um, we were in chapter five, which was, oh yeah, we were just we're were packing we? up the house, packing up the house in in Ontario. We'd finally sold it, and we had a an October mid October closing date, which was man, was that a scramble. Uh, I've never been so stressed out because we'd been there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It was incredible the amount of stuff in nooks and crannies that, that we had to get rid of so that the new owners could move in. No. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, 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 I didn't realize really that no, – uh, and, and it, there was a real time crunch. Plus, the day before you were taking your flight, we realized that we had to go to the, the, the um, um, yeah. Canadian you, food and whatever. That's where we left you with uh, Julie sitting in the parking lot waiting for this uh, dog survey to be completed. And that cost that, you the better, better part of a day. That's true. That's true. I mean, had you known, you could have maybe just left it there, come back. But the guy was so nice that he did it. So, you, yeah, that, that was a some important hours there and I felt horrible because I <laughs> I couldn't really help you out because I was heading off to Montreal mm-hmm. my flights were out of Montreal because it was a direct remember in, a, in in our last chapter we 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 told you that we had to make direct flights for the dogs because there was no place for them to be grounded in Europe so the only thing that I could get at the time was a flight from Montreal directly to Toulouse. Mid-October. Mid-October, yeah. So I, I had to I had to book a day early while you're doing the final clean of the house. And we had the bin outside and I'm chucking things. For the dishettery. Yeah, Christmas decorations and blah, yeah. blah. And all, like just whatever we couldn't take had to go into the bin. So it was, uh, it, it was quite the scramble. Yeah, at least we had that bin. That was smart to have that bin there right till the 11th yeah. hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Julie's uh, dunging everything out. Now, about two days prior to this... Uh, we had to fill our second container heading to France. The first container, as we as we told you in the last chapter, was full of the, the, the furniture and stuff that we were moving over to France. The second container was full of the vehicles we wanted to take to France. Now, we wanted to kind of wait till the very end because we were out in this farm where we lived in Ontario, and I was using my tractor the whole time. And I had done some research, and I'm glad I did this, about the cost of tractors and things in France. And I thought, no, the, the Kubota is coming, you know. Uh, and so we had we have a, a side-by-side that we brought and uh, the tractor that I use for the for the grass cutting, the snow blowing. I was able to sell the snow blower, though. I was very happy about that. <laughs> uh, don't need that here. Yeah, those were smart vehicles to bring. The, um, the little ancient convertible was not such a great idea. And that is going to be another podcast that all together because the stories for that poor little car uh, once it got to france that might be a two-part that might uh, be a two-parter there is so much that went on with that poor little car 
And you will just not, when we get to that, it's going to be a few episodes away, but we'll, you will just pull up a chair, put on a fire, uh, pour a coffee, and you will just not believe the French regulations for bringing a foreign vehicle that has to go on the road into this country. Yes, especially when it's from North America. Right. If it was from within the EU, it would have been a much easier thing to do. But because it's North American and there's huge differences in, in vehicles. You won't believe it. Um, so we'll get to that another time. I'm just going to take a deep breath because, oh, oh, oh I know. I, I know. I've, I've felt so bad. But now let's, let's go back to a time where I really felt bad. I had to leave you cleaning up our farm for the last day because I had to head to Montreal and I got to uh, call out a buddy of mine right now, uh, Brent Johnson, who I used to buy a lot of cars from in Guelph. And we just hit it off, became really good friends. And I said, hey, buddy, I need somebody to help me d do this thing uh, in, in Montreal, take two dogs. And we, we got to rent a vehicle. And, and he was stupid enough to say, hey, I'm up for that road trip. <laughs> He's such a great guy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that he was able to, to help you and, and especially help the two dogs. Yeah, and he's a big dog guy. He's, he's had St. Bernard's all his life, so uh, he, he understood uh, what, I, what was in front of me and was happy to help. So uh, we, had to, we had to book, and then this is the day of the—this is the closing, closing day. Yeah, it's closing. You guys leave uh, mid-morning. Mid-morning, yeah. And I'm left with a house full of things to get rid of. By the way— also, thanks to Paul, uh, the buyer of our house, for allowing us to spend the, the day in there. Because technically, I don't think we were supposed to be in there that late. That's, that's but, true. But it was <clears throat> literally, it was now the 12th hour. It's not the 11th hour, it's the 12th hour. Because you're, you know, you're, you're getting all the fine details cleaned up. And I mean, we even had to leave a few things behind. It was just... But you know what? When we bought that place, the previous owners left stuff behind as well. I, I think it's kind of how it works in the country. You know, there, there are just items that get transferred from one owner to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So I'm, I'm scrambling. You're on, on the road to Montreal. I'm on the road to Montreal. And you get there safely. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, I'm not there yet. I'm not in Montreal yet. Because the most stressful moment of my life happened on the way to Montreal. Uh, I seem to remember. You're, so you're you're cleaning out the house. We're exchanging phone calls because you're just exhausted, and 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 you've got Big Blue with you. I've got the big boy. That's right, because I have the other two dogs. I've got Anna and Brad, and uh, Anna's the pointer mix, and she's what sixty sixty five pounds, sixty pounds. So, yeah, no, right like around that. there. Yeah, yeah, and and Brad is uh, the little fella from Sudbury, forty-five pounder, mm -hmm. a little um, husky, but a small, like a mix, obviously. So I've got them with me, and you've got Blue, and my buddy uh, Brent and I are driving now to Montreal, and I'm you know getting the reports from you that there's still tons to do, and I'm all oh, I feel I feel horrible that I'm you know driving to Montreal, not not there to help. And the phone rings, and it's it's Paul, <laughs> and I'm going, oh, this 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 can't be good. It's uh, the close is in five hours, I think. It's around noon or one o'clock in the afternoon. The close officially is at five o'clock, and it's Paul, and he goes, we've got a problem, and I just about honestly, I just about had a heart attack right mm -hmm. there, because this is now, this is four hours from the closing, and I'm on my way to Montreal with two dogs. 
And so Brent and I pull off the road. Brent's just like pacing. He's just, he just does, he's in fetal position. He doesn't even want to be near me. He's walking away. And what had happened was there was some issue that, and, and Paul was so upset with his people because there was an issue that they dug up that was not even an issue uh, about the, we have a little guest cabin and it was, it was about the, I don't know, the legitimacy of, of the guest cabin in some respects. I don't even know. I don't even want to know. But I reminded Paul that he's going to be in breach if, if he walks away from this deal. And, you know, then there'll be all the down payment money. It, 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 it would just be a nasty nightmare. And then he said, yeah, you know what, Jeff, forget it. We're, we're, I'm just going to forget what my, my people have told me. I'm going to sign off on this thing. And, uh, and we will deal with it. And I kind of assured him that what he was talking about had been dealt with years previous. And then subsequently, I sent him a lot of documentation mm-hmm. on the, the, the legal standing of this little cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping all that got resolved because he was uh, kind enough to move on from it. But so within an hour of his first call and a subsequent call to our lawyer, and then he got, we, we ended up talking in the car we got it resolved i think i pulled off the road and yeah. swallowed my heart and we moved on but geez, that's not for that to happen oh. with everything else that's going on it, like just uh, put us over the edge yeah that that was uh, that was a tough one to re, uh, regroup from but it, it did get it worked did, out it, it, it worked did out. get mitigated like fairly quickly mm-hmm. like it didn't drag out past the deadline for sure Oh, yeah. So then I'm heading off to Montreal. Then what happens with you back at the house? And by the way, I, you, you, <laughs> you didn't know anything about this. And I said to, uh, to Jeff, our lawyer, please do not, do not mention this to Julie right now. Do not. And, and so you didn't find out until weeks later right. about, about that yeah. phone call. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, so I'm still, now it's late. It's uh, 10 o'clock. I... It's yeah. 10 o'clock? Oh, yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Oh, I didn't know you were there that oh, late. Oh, no. And I'm, and I'm gathering all the all the towels, all the sheets, all the, you know, because our, our, our vet can use those. So I, I, I washed up, loaded blue in, into the car. My, my, my car was packed to the brim with boxes and bins and stuff. And, and I drive to the vets. I leave the, uh, you know, big bags of stuff on, on, their, on their stoop. And then slowly make my way from Rockwood to Toronto, which is about an 80-kilometer drive, with the big boy behind me, and, uh, and, and exhausted, get to the condo at midnight, and make my way up, bring Blue in. And I didn't know if he was going to—he'd never been to the condo. I mean, the difference between, you know, the space at the farmhouse and then, you know, an 800-square-foot condo, I didn't know how he'd adapt, but he loved it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was alone time with Mama. He liked it. Something tells me there was a dog on a bed that night. <laughs> yeah. You bet. You bet. And <laughs> uh, and so we, we had to spend the next few days until our flight um, was scheduled to, to leave from Toronto Pearson to Paris. That's right. So then, while this is all going on, 
I managed to find a, a hotel that would allow two dogs to, and it was in the country, uh, so it was about 40 minutes from the airport. So we get checked in there, and Brent, what a, I, he surprised me. So at this stage, we're just both gassed. I'm just exhausted. So we we order some, and the only thing available, actually, the, the whole province was shut down. The only thing available uh, was room service, and we were threatening to be accidentally late for, so I'm calling ahead saying, please, we're starving. Can you please just hang on? And, oh, no problem. We'll wait for you. So we order, uh, and actually, it was so good. We ordered some steak and fries and all this, and doesn't Brent pull out a bottle of Amarone? Oh. <laughs> so cool. So it was just great. We were in the country. Uh, the dogs loved it. We took them for some country walks, and Brent pulls out the Amarone, and and we get that together uh, before the next day where we have to trickle over to the right, airport. So you had a nice evening. <laughs> I had a nice evening, uh, and we toasted the house closing and and, and all that <laughs> stuff. Oh my goodness! So, uh, but then the next day it's it's travel day, and uh, so we're heading into Montreal now. And it was a ghost town. It, well, I, well, I, it was full on COVID. I, I, Brent couldn't believe it. He said, man, the last time I was here for a, was for a hockey game and this place was just banging. And we go there. It was like we're like the only people on the Dickery. You know, like, I mean, it was just bizarre. We found a, a hamburger restaurant and uh, we had some lunch and then we headed over to the airport and... Uh, there was also protocols getting in the airport. So Brent could only come so far helping me with the dogs. No porters around. And uh, he, we finally got me in a lineup with a big cart with the dogs. And he was able to say goodbye and, and head back in, in the rented. And that's the other thing. Brent then had to return. I mean, he, I know he does this all the time. But still, it's it's, it's ginormous effort. And uh, very magnanimous. And he ends up now having to drive back to, you know, Rockwood or Guelph and uh, and drop the van off. So right. needless, needless to say, he has an open invitation to come stay with us anytime. Oh, don't worry. He will. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I can share with some Amarone. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. You can you can uh, tuck in on that. Yeah. We'll 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 pick up the Amarone. Uh, Brent. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so then I'm, I'm all tucked away. The dogs, they, they didn't even weigh them after mm. all of that, putting Anna on the program. On the program. <laughs> uh, they just, yeah, great, chig, 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 and off they go. And uh, I go to the lounge and just collapse until the plane leaves. And, and what's happening with you now? You're, you have so, to walk. So I'm in, I'm in Toronto with Big Blue. Um, he's not been in the city. He was a street dog in Greece. But he lived out in the country for a couple years, so I didn't know how he'd react to other dogs, to other people. Um, but he's so lovely and gentle. He's, he's so chill. Yeah, but you had one issue. <laughs> so we, we had them on leashes, but not much in the country because we would just take them back and forth to the uh, little corral that we built so that they were fenced in. But you didn't know how he'd react to like wildlife or other dogs while you were on the leash. That's that's right. So, um, because he's big, um, I had two leashes: one around that was tied around my waist, and another one where I was holding him, you know, you know to attached to his neck, a collar to his neck. And, and in Greece, they don't have squirrels. 
in Toronto, it's chock full of squirrels. Okay. And he was possessed. <laughs> so I had to make sure when I was walking, I didn't have to worry about other dogs or other people, but I had to make sure that if wow. there's a squirrel. I'm surprised he didn't I, just drag you right into did. Young Street. No, he, in the park. He he, the two women were folded up laughing because he he dragged me like I don't know how far probably twenty feet because he saw a squirrel going up the tree so, you know but aside from that it, we had a really nice time we I was able to get some rest after you know the exhausting packing of the house because you had uh, what two or three days uh, in Toronto while I was yeah four yeah. days I think and uh, we, he was good with the other dogs in the in the play area yeah he was awesome yeah. He's a gentle soul, so that went that went really really well. Then I started uh, packing up and getting ready to um, to take my flight. Uh, another friend of our, ours, Tim, um, drove in and um, volunteered to bring Blue yeah. and I to the airport. So Tim, give you a little bit of backstory on Tim. When we moved out to uh, Rockwood in '01, shortly after that. Uh, a, a, a guy who was doing our electrical said, hey, do you ever need help out here? And I'm like, God, yes. Uh, and he said, because I have a 15-year-old nephew who mm-hmm. is a really good worker. And we met Tim at that point. Now he's, uh, you know, a daddy with two two kids and a wife. And, he's and, done really, really well. Very proud of him. And he's he's been kind of part of our family, yeah. the, the son we never had. Yeah. So, so he was nice enough to to drive in with his truck, um, and I don't know if I told you this, but we couldn't fit the cage through the, the condo door. <laughs> really? So we had to dismantle the cage. Oh, you're kidding no, me. No. <laughs> and, you know, TikTok, uh. we have to make the flight. Anyway, so we, we, we make it to um, Pearson, and again, same guidelines as yours in Montreal, no one can enter the airport other than the travelers. So Tim gets a cart for me. Blue gets put on the cart. I say goodbye to Tim and walk into the airport and um, proceed to check in and say goodbye to Blue while he gets loaded into his area and wait for my flight. Meanwhile, I have landed in Toulouse and <laughs> wait till you hear this poop show. So... I land in Toulouse. Nobody is around to tell me where my two dogs are. I'm running around, and and Ian was running a little behind to pick to pick me up, pick us all up. And I I don't know what like I I'm asking people, you know, uh, les Yeah, I I I, I don't speak <laughs> any French. And finally, finally, and and again, I mean. There, there's just carousels and that's it. There's Confusion. no, there's Confusion. no porters. There's nobody to help you. I hmm. finally get in touch with somebody. I said, you know, who spoke English, which is lucky. That's lucky. And they said, oh yeah, the dogs, uh, the dogs come, <laughs> the dogs come up the elevator. And I go, what? She said, yes, if you go over there, which was just past the luggage carousels, there's an elevator, and that's where they usually bring the dogs up. So. <laughs> I go over to the elevator, I push the button, the doors open, and there are my dogs. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. They're just kind of in the cage. Hey, Dad. Oh, how's it going? Yeah, just us hanging out in the elevator by ourselves with no escorts. Two dogs in their cages in an elevator all by themselves. So you can see the baggage guys would just like, uh, here we go, boom, boom, onto the elevator. Anyway, now I've got to get them out of the airport. There are no porters. So I pull the, their cages out. 
they're not on a, a, a dolly or anything. They're just the two cages, and they're, you know, they're so good. They're just hanging out. They're Like, I'm panicking. They've been, like, 15 hours in this cage, right? And I'm panicking. So um, I, I pull them out, and I also have two and a half bags, like two big full bags and a carry-on. Mm. So... I don't know what the heck to do. Nobody's there to help me. They're, they just have officers. So I, t- I leave the dogs in front of the elevator, which I, I'm loath to do. But I, and then I, I exit out of the airport and, and I'm call, trying to call Ian and he's like 10 minutes behind. And I go, but Ian, I got the dogs in there. And so <laughs> I, 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 I panic and I leave my bags out there. I'm not sure if I ask somebody to watch them or, or what. But number one, you don't leave bags. Because they think they'll get collected or the SWAT team will arrive. But anyway, I leave the bags out there. And here's the second stupid thing I do. I can't get back (laughs) into the airport. So I go back, backwards through security to go get my dogs. And I make it. That's incredible. No no one stopped you or no one saw you? No one stopped because people were coming out, Uh still coming out. I just snuck back in. And and I went. You were to, swimming upstream. You I was were, swimming. That, yeah, <laughs> I was a salmon swimming upstream, looking for my dogs. And I I made it in, and I still had their paperwork, which was I'm glad that happened. And I I get a cart, and I'm I I've come up to two police officers who are or customs agents, I guess, who say, uh, let, let me see the paperwork of the dogs. And one of them, once he, he he went through all the stuff that your guy in Guelph, he went through that thing. Oh, like it had to fine, be stamped. Yeah. It had to be stamped. Fine tooth comb. He went through the, from the Canadian food thing. He went through that with a fine tooth comb. It took honestly about 10 minutes. And I'm thinking, well, my bags are probably somewhere in <laughs> Singapore um, by now. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, and then finally he said, okay, you're clear to go. And I, and I, I asked the other guy if he would help me out with it, and he was so sweet. He said, no problem, and he helped me out with one of the cages. I took one, he took one, and I, I gave him 20 euros. I, I was just so happy that someone helped me out. And then, of course, just as we get out there next to the bags, Ian rolls up, and uh, and everything was everything was tickety-boo at that point. Uh, what time of day was it? Uh, this was uh, around 1 in the afternoon, yep. Right, so... You then loaded up the truck? Took the dogs for a little walk and loaded up uh, Ian's van and we and we came back uh, we came back to our area here and I collapsed, knowing that in a day I've got to drive to Paris to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And that is an eight and a half hour drive, folks. Lovely drive. You enjoyed it. You know what? You I, love driving. I, I did I actually confess I did enjoy that drive because it was a culmination of so much stress. And when I'm I'm thinking when I pick you up, then things the fun begins. Yeah, the family's together again. We're mm-hmm. we can start we we can turn the the, the page. We, we can, can yeah. start it, the new chapter. It was a big ter- uh, page turning. It didn't didn't start out that well though. Now I so I drove in the night before your your flight because I'm not driving 17 hours in one day. Uh, so I drive in, I check into a hotel, and actually the hotel restaurant was available. So I went and had a beer and uh, some food. Again, you had a lovely evening. <laughs> yes. Mm. It's, it's almost that's like... A, that's a recurring theme here. Yeah, but, but it's almost like you, you, you resent me having right. a lovely evening or two. 
I, I mean, you don't think I had a few nasty evenings prior to that? Mm. Yeah, I had a lovely evening, and meanwhile, you had a nice flight. Thanks very much. Had a great much. flight. Had a great flight. Landed in Paris. Yeah, landed in Paris. N- no problem. Blue was waiting for me. Yeah. Um, they did not check the documentation. Yeah, well, at least, but they checked mine, so yep. your your work was not in vain. No, they didn't. And and we, we just picked him up, and we threw him in the, the truck. And, and then you thought it would be a good idea <laughs> to pull off the road to see if Blue needed to go to the washroom or I, I did. do his I, business. Well, I was I was worried the the, the, the poor little bugger. He was he was there uh, fifteen hours in that crate, and now he's in the back of the truck. We couldn't take him for a walk at the airport because it was underground parking, and so uh, we just pull out of the parking area. We're still in the airport complex, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, there's a good spot. There's some trees and little cement wall. Mm-hmm. So and Mr. Police Officer pulls up and says, "Do you can't do that?" And I said, "But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to tell him that I'm, you know, the dog has to go to the bathroom. He's going to be sick. You know, this is not." Uh... Is that your first traffic violation in France? <laughs> Was it the first? You know what a knob, eh? He <laughs> sees that I'm walking my dog, and he just gets angry. He doesn't even get out of his truck. He doesn't even say anything to me, and I get a citation in the mail. What a knob. Like, and this was a big one. And it, yes, it was my first one. And like, we're not getting into that today. I'm not, I'm not going, no, I'm not getting into the others because this, everything's happy right now for me as we're, right. don't, don't make me get into the other. No fast forwarding. No, the, the, I'm, I'm just, I'm in a good mood right this, this second. So yeah, I got a, a traffic and you I guess you can't park in Charles de Gaulle airport on the exit to the, of the airport. But, I mean, I'm there 30 seconds. And you know what? Here's the sad thing. Blue didn't have to go. (laughs) Blue didn't have to pee after 15 hours on the flight. And I got three points taken off my license and a $300 (laughs) fine. Euros. Euros. And he didn't even pee. (laughs) So I thought I better pee or somebody's got to (laughs) pee. Uh, anyway, you did a great job at getting me back to the house. Yes. We yeah. had a nice drive back. I gave you the option, by the way. I said, you know, hey, you're more than welcome to, uh, we can spend another, let's just get going. <laughs> okay. Wait, let's well, get going. look, it had been a long, Well, what I mean is from start to finish, this whole process was a marathon. Yes. And I just wanted to get to the end. No, I, I get that. I get that. And and, and we did. And, and it was an uh, inconsequential drive home. And you got to see, when we got here, you got to see all the surprises that uh, the contractors had for you, which we can uh, maybe start the next episode out with. Yeah. Um, made, because, made me cry. Made yeah, me cry. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff had been done uh, behind Julie's back, knowing full well that she would uh, appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, that that was that was a nice way to turn the page. It was a nice way to turn the page. Absolutely. Whew, that w- I didn't realize that one was going to be as exhausting as it was. I think they're all exhausting. These to chapters, be yes. <laughs> you know, reliving these—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, uh, stressful. Well, coming up in chapter seven, uh, glamping in France, because that's essentially what we were doing until our stuff arrived. So we'll tell you how we glamped in our own maison here in France, and moving in day—not the glamour you might think it is. <laughs> So that's all coming up next time we see you as Jeff and Julie move to France during a global pandemic. Au revoir.